Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Dr. Sugarman again. Um, I have two people with me today. I actually have guests. Want to introduce yourself? I'm Jackie. I'm Jordan Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> we had multiple Jordans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, forget about that. All right, we're going to talk about finances today. So um, this is really just, I'm going to be reading off of kind of like what I talk about, about finances, and then just having you guys just kind of talk with me about it. Because uh, there's a lot of interesting things that I think that we don't really talk about finances about, like about human medicine versus veterinary medicine and how that kind of compares. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you think is the most, what is the thing that you hate being talked about with finances with owners? What is, like, those questions that you hate hearing? Like, why is it so expensive? Or, like, yeah, basically, why? <laughs> right, why? Why is it so expensive? They're, like, always comparing to, like, human medicine, yeah. right? They're always, like, well, if I go to my, my doctor, mm-hmm. it's, like, 20 bucks, mm-hmm. Right. But people don't think about the fact that, like, they have insurance, mm-hmm. right? And that insurance covers a ton of stuff. Like, when you get your final bill, do you guys like, get a bill afterwards to, so you can, like, see the breakdown of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever look at it? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, right? It's nuts, like, how much, like, how expensive those things are. Um, so I'm going to kind of go down, like, some, a bit of a breakthrough of what some of the things that you can see posted online, Okay. But other things are going to be like, some people are always like, you know, we don't really, obviously you don't care because you, all you want is the money. Or if you did care, you do these things for free, yeah. right? But we can't do that, right? No. We actually like, we have to pay for things. Yeah. Like we got to, you know, Jackie knows, like, yeah. right? It's way too much money. Yeah. That's <laughs> right? We got to pay for things. Like mm-hmm. we got to pay to, you know, keep Jordan here, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So just, just like I said, it just for human hospitals, like we're like a fraction of the cost of what human hospitals really are. And some of the other things that they don't understand too is just like like the overage cost. Like Jackie knows, like mm-hmm. just even compared to like what it was even like a couple years ago. Yeah, it's way expensive. Right? A lot of the medications have gone up so much. Right. Yeah. In human medicine, it's gone up a lot. And then we have to eat all those costs mm-hmm. too because like if all the humans, human medic human doctors are taking all those medications and now they're going to jack up the prices because mm-hmm. they're like oh the human doctors are buying these things so now we can jack up the prices so we're going to make more money mm-hmm. and now the veterinary hospitals need to buy those same things right we're going to be in the same boat yes right so you know like i said there's there's a lot of unfortunately like shortages and stuff that we have to go through but that's how those people make money as well mm-hmm. right so we're going to kind of dive into like what an er bill is uh, so, like some of the things, Jordan, you do triage, mm-hmm. right? So, if you were in a human hospital, your triage just for you getting vitals mm-hmm. and talking to the owner would be two hundred to a thousand dollars. I'm in the wrong field. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't get paid that as that's a nurse great. for doing well, that's it. That's crazy, just yeah. for some like for a nurse to look at you and yeah. say maybe nothing. <laughs> get your temperature. Yeah. Get your get your blood pressure. Get your heart rate. Mm-hmm. That's it, two hundred to a thousand dollars. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Right. But think about how much do we charge an owner to do that? Like here? Yeah. Or an owner to do it? Nothing. Well, for an owner, <laughs> when the owner comes in, and oh. how much do we charge the owner for you to do that? Nothing. Nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Right. So that's one thing that the owners don't really think about. Like we're not charging them yeah. to like, like you to talk to them mm-hmm. when somebody's like, "Can you just get vitals on my right, pet?" Yeah. Right. We're not charging them to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's one thing. Like that's not even like. That's more than what our exam charge is, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you were to go in and you were just going to sit in the ER bed, and this covers like the nurse coming in, uh, but you've not seen the doctor yet. Like mm-hmm. literally you've gone in, nurse is senior. They're like, okay, we're going to have you sit in this ER bed and just wait for the doctor to see you. That's about $1,000. 
So that's equivalent to we put the pet into a kennel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how much do we charge to put the pet in a kennel? A whole lot of nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Right. All right. So now let's see. Okay. So now we're finally going to get to like, depending on the doctor mm-hmm. actually seeing you at this point now, depending on like what it's actually for, it's a sliding scale as to what exactly like the doctor's charge is. Mm-hmm. So if you come in and you're like, I broke my nail right <laughs> something really dumb <laughs> versus like you come in and you're you're in an asthmatic attack or something the sliding scale for your charge for your for the exam the emergency doctor to see you is anywhere between like a hundred dollars to 1450 and then if it's something like a critical patient uh so like all those trauma units you see so like that's usually around 1700 for the first hour and then 460 dollars for every additional half hour after that so like ours is what? 196, what is it? 176? 173. 173. <laughs> uh, as you can tell, I, <laughs> 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 I have this memorized. Uh, so 173, right? Ours isn't on a sliding scale. It's mm-hmm. not like if you're a trauma yeah. patient versus something else, right? This is just one fee for us, right? And then, and then you know, I kind of looked up like other things to try to figure out, like, let's say we were going to like, if an ER doctor was just to place sutures, like, let's see, cut your finger mm-hmm. or something, just for them to place sutures or doing an abscess or something, the cost is somewhere between like $460 to 2300 mm-hmm. Okay. So then I just said like, all right, let's compare. Like, let's say you go in for an abscess, Jordan gets bit by a cat or something, and she goes for an abscess versus we have a cat that's come in for an abscess. So for a human hospital, now we've had our triage fee, you've sat in the hospital, you know, you've had a bed, you've had the ER doctor see you, plus you've had your anesthesia or, sed- or local sedation since we don't, luckily don't have to be put under full <laughs> anesthesia, right? Versus your versus your vet hospital. So we just talked about those mm-hmm. fees for a vet hospital. We said $0 for your triage fee, $0 for your pet to sit in a kennel, your exam fee. So it was 173 no matter how critical you were and then for your simple procedure so placing sutures something like that um so what is our estimates now for for like an abscess is like like five to seven hundred yeah five to seven hundred right and that's going to include sedation you didn't even get sedation when you (laughs) your abscess right you got like a local anesthesia i got stingy lidocaine yeah stingy lidocaine and then also consider the fact that you did not get sent home with antibiotics right Mm -hmm. yeah you have to go to the pharmacy for your antibiotics and your pain medications Mm -hmm. and we're sending the pet home with pain medications or an injection Mm -hmm. of antibiotics and pain medication right so in order to do, for you to go to the human hospital, yours was at least $2,000 minimum mm-hmm. without being sent home with medications, right? Versus the cat who came in, depending on the weight, I said roughly about 800-ish yeah. for their abscess, which included the sedation, their antibiotics, their anti-inflammatory. Um, and then also you don't have to pay for your drain removal, whereas mm-hmm. with the human hospital, you do have to pay mm-hmm, to go back to have your drain removed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a huge difference there, right? And just think about the other fact too, that we're using the exact same medications, we're using the exact same instruments, Mm -hmm. and as doctors, as emergency doctors, we have essentially the same training, right? If not better sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily no human doctors are gonna hear this. (laughs) But you know, that's a a really big difference, Mm -hmm. but clients don't think about those things because again, like they see their bill when they go into the ER and they're like, okay, I only had to pay, I think it's like $100 or something when Mm -hmm. you go into the ER. 
versus when they come here, you have to pay up front for your bills, mm -hmm. right? So let's say somebody goes into the human ER and they don't give them a bill. So have you been to the human ER before? Yeah. 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 Do they ask you if you want your blood work done? No. No. Do they ask you if you want x-rays done? No. Does the doctor even talk to you before you do blood work and x-rays no, half no. the time? No. Right? Versus us, we talk to the owners, mm -hmm. we're giving them estimates of things, we're trying to tell them like what our plan is, and we're giving them input as to what they want done. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? It's very different, right? But if, let's say, after all of this, like they don't get handed a bill, like you don't get handed a bill at the mm -hmm. end of your ER visit, right? Mm -hmm. It's billed to you later on mm -hmm. if for some reason you don't have insurance. Well, let's say at the end of this, you don't have the money to pay your bill. Mm -hmm. Do you guys know what you have to do? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. So. Right, so you have to go to, to the hospital and say, I can't pay my bill. Mm -hmm. And they either have you do like a payment plan type thing. So they'll have you set up with like, you have to fill out all this information of like putting in a payment plan. Or they you fill out all this information to say like, I can't pay my bill, I just don't have that money. Um, and then the state takes care of it, right? But it's not really that the state takes care of it. It's actually just that you've, you're paying the taxes on it later. Yeah. So you're still paying the taxes. You're still paying the bill. Mm -hmm. You're just paying it in a roundabout way. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is, like, well, my it's just my hospital bill went it away. Just away. It yeah. just goes away, right? But that's really not how it works. Mm -hmm. It's just that you're still paying for it in a different way, or everybody else is paying for it in a different way, mm -hmm. right? So when people are always like, well, if you really loved this pet, if you really loved animals, you just like do it for free, mm. right? Yeah. Right? Because that's what they see at the human hospital is like, well, the bill just gets wiped away. Like, why can't we wipe away the bill? But I'm sure Jackie knows, do we have any subsidies? Does anybody subsidize us? No. No. We have to pay for the employee time. We have to pay for the rent for the building, pay for the electricity, pay for the supplies. Right. There's nobody paying us besides yeah. just the clients, right? Yeah. Right. It's the same way of like going into McDonald's, right? If you were to to buy, marrow, I don't never go to McDonald's anymore. Chicken nuggets, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You were to buy chicken nuggets, like, can you just be like, I'm just gonna pay you later, yeah. right? There's no subsidizing McDonald's. Nobody's gonna subsidize McDonald's, even though they're a big corporate chain. Like we are part of a corporate chain. NBA is not subsidizing us, right? They're not like, okay, well. Sorry that that client didn't pay you. We're just going to give you extra money. Right. That doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, and so the other things we have to also consider too is like not just the fact that we're not being subsidized for things, but also like what are also the rising costs besides like medications and things like that. We also have to consider like you guys, employees, mm -hmm. right? There are rising costs in like in, you know, just food and housing yeah. and stuff. And if we don't, ask for finances and increase finances from our clients, then we can't increase finances for you guys either. Yeah. Right? Um, and then I also compared to see like how much does like a human nurse make versus <laughs> a licensed technician? And then how much do you guys like oversee? Mm -hmm. Right. So it kind of depends. So for just so you know, for an ER doctor too, they make about three to five times what an emergency veterinarian makes, at least. Um, I actually know people who made way more than that. There was one ER doctor in Southern California, he made a million dollars a month. What? Wow. A Doing month. What? 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a million dollars a month. Because one of the things is they get paid off for production, but they don't ask you again. Yeah. Do you want to do this CT scan, this MRI, this blood work, these blood cultures? Right? They just like they would they would like make they had this like order sheet, and they would just they would call them the line guys because they would just like make a line oh down the list of like everything that they wanted to run because they would just run everything. Uh-huh. Right? So they made a lot of production off of doing those things. Um, but also then just like looking at like how much an LVT makes versus like how much a nurse makes. So a nurse. I for, didn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't come up with like yeah. numbers, but like you know, amount times that. So like usually, like you guys as technicians, like the hospital technicians, they're usually seeing like what ten to fifteen patients hospitalized at a time. Sure. Yeah. Right. As an ER nurse, like when you they would have them pods is what they were called, mm-hmm. and you'd have one to three patients just depending on like how bad right. those patients were. But those nurses would make about two to three times what a licensed technician would make. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're seeing less things, but making a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So again, when you're talking to these clients and they're like, well, you're only in it for the money. Obviously, you are not, right? <laughs> these are all just like tools to be able to help talk to people about yeah. these things. Like you're yeah. obviously not in it for that because we're doing these things. You're going to have less stress and still make more money in a sense. Right. You also have to touch people. <laughs> Your patients can talk back to you. <laughs> right. And they still bite. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just like what are some of the tools that we can use to, to help with like finances and like talking to people about these things? Like I said, one thing is just knowing what it's like on the human side, mm-hmm. like knowing about these things. Like it is way more expensive to go to a, a human hospital. People just don't think about those mm-hmm. things. Um, but also, like, one of the big things is, like, stop apologizing. Like, yeah. I always hear people being, like, I'm so sorry it's this expensive. Right. Or, you know, just saying, unfortunately. That's another big one. Like, unfortunately, it's this expensive. Right. That's, that's like, apologizing for yeah. it. But yeah. we shouldn't apologize for it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that Jordan's time is worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, your time is worth $200 to get, to get your vitals, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys do a lot of things. So we shouldn't be apologizing for for what our estimates are and for what like our finances are. Yeah, I think a lot of people do it out of like on un- un- being uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> and like not knowing what to say to them being like Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like I know that I don't know that everybody knows like my background like I was technician for 15 years before vet school oh. and so I did a lot of those estimates yeah. and stuff as well. So I get it. Like I remember being in that situation and just being like I know that I couldn't afford that. Yeah. Like, you know, when I was a technician there's no way I could afford doing yeah. a splenectomy on my dog or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so you really kind of hold that guilt, I feel like, that you're just like I get that I can't do this and mm-hmm. so I feel bad yeah. for this person cuz they can't do it. But on the other side of this, like, would you be more realistic? Do you feel like, like, if it was your dog that had to have a splenectomy Mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't think that I could afford this, Mm -hmm. you would be either going to find the resources, right? Or you would know, like, I know the chances of this splenectomy that it's likely going to be something that's cancerous. Right. So, you know, probably the best thing is going to be to put my pet to sleep. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like, we, I feel like we just personify the other person a lot mm-hmm. and so we kind of have to step back from doing that yeah right and then also just confidently to explain the yeah. estimates to people whereas not being like very shy and being like very you mm-hmm. know not wanting to to be to say like this is the estimate yeah if i see some people just kind of beat around the bush about it yeah 
I feel like that's really hard too because then the owner doesn't see that as like you feel like this is good medicine and this is what it should what should be done. Right. Right. It looks like you're trying to tell them that this is not a good idea. You shouldn't do these things. Mm-hmm. Right. So just trying to be very confident about it. I went over an estimate yesterday with an yeah. owner. It was like for four thousand dollars, like DK or something like that. And that's it for DK. Well, oh maybe gosh. something else. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but she was she politely questioned why it was so expensive, and yeah. I told her that we don't know how long your pet's going to be here, and we don't want to have to call you when we want to make a change. I was like, we could give you like a bare bones estimate for like you know this, 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 and this, but if anything strays from that, then we'd have to call you and say, hey. The blood work came back this, we're going to change to this and this and this. We want to have this window to be able to do whatever we need to do right. and not have to stop and, you know, delay treating your pet because we have to call you and say, hey, it's going to cost this much. So if we just do this, then we can do whatever we want or need to do. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Especially like even thinking in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. Like, you don't want me to call you at 3 a.m. Yeah. Like, so. That, that's the first time I've ever like explained it that way. And she yeah. was like, oh, okay. Okay. Makes sense, and nice. it worked, and she was like happy with <laughs> what was said and stuff. But yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, a lot of time in those cases when you are doing the back and forth, and you're mm-hmm. trying to get the lowest price possible, mm-hmm. that's when it's going to be more than that, and then it's going to become another issue. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because they don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's always going to be like it's going to have some other problem that's going to happen. Yeah, and we're going to end up at the end just being like, well, now what do we do? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, then also just remembering to, like I said, they, we this is a business just like McDonald's is a business, yep. just like Fred Meyer is a business. Like if you guys want to be paid, we have to make sure that these owners are able to pay their bills as well. And sometimes we have to make tough calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might mean you'll unfortunately like putting pets to sleep. I know I talked about like with the cats who have, you know, urinary blockages. Yeah. It's, those suck because... It might mean that it's a young cat that has to be put to sleep, but some, sometimes these are for the better mm-hmm. because of the fact that that is a lifelong thing. Yeah, if they can't afford it then, then they can't afford the yeah. food and all that kind of stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah. And we can't we can't make them feel guilty about those things either, mm-hmm. too, right? Because it's fortunately that sometimes is the best thing for that pet. Yeah. You know? And then the other big thing is just to like make sure that we get those payments immediately rather than waiting on things um, because it might be that especially if those pets die that becomes a really big problem like try to get those finances yeah. back um i know that chantel that we use the one that usually has to deal with that mm-hmm. right yep yeah. and i'm sure she has quite a few problems with well, that a lot of times that. we'll have to write something off because it's been what over a month and they're right. not going to pay that money right exactly yeah. yeah okay and then just remember like what resources that we can give them to um so just reminding them like care credit scratch pay mm-hmm. you know um, and people can also apply for like their credit cards online. Like I know I can like go onto my bank and just apply for oh, a credit card. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can just apply for a credit card real quick online. And then giving them the financial resources paper. Do you have any like good tips on like which ones to call for the financial resources? No, no. Cause so a lot of them take a long time to get back to them or mm-hmm. it's like you have to go online and apply and they'll call you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard with those ones. and. Janet's out of money now, <laughs> so we can't do that and stuff. But those ones are hard. I've I've heard that like, uh, like the Red Rover one, people have been able to get through on that one and stuff like. But I feel like it's just hard, and t- a lot of times it's timely situations. But if it's something where we're like, hey, this is wrong with your pet, but you can wait, and you know, possibly yeah. or you know, like surgery and you know, time or something like that, then it's like do them all. You know, reach yeah. out to everybody. But in the timely ones, no, 
Like, I feel like Care Credit and Scratch Credit are the best ones because it's, like, immediate. Yeah. Well, a lot of the rescues are going to make them apply for Care Credit or Scratch That's true. Pay. Yeah. Yeah. And I do usually tell people that night, I usually tell them apply for Care Credit and Scratch Pay, and then in the morning, yeah. just start applying for everybody else, mm-hmm. calling everybody yeah. else, you know? If it's something that you can do that, then I tell them, just go down the list and do them all. Yeah. Okay. And then... Um, other things I tell them too is just also like there are lower cost clinics like if it's something yeah. that's like ear infections and stuff I've definitely had people come in in the middle of the night for an ear infection <laughs> and they're like well I can't afford it I'm like then you should go to an urgent care or somewhere else that might be a lower cost so that you'll make sure you'll be able to afford everything that you're going to be able right. to do you know and and then lastly like I'll sometimes talk to them about pet insurance like yeah. you should consider investing in your pet insurance <laughs> <laughs> Right, because then you're going to have the same things as what we already talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not going, you know, they're going to see these bills up front, but mm-hmm. then they're going to get a lot of that cost back. Yeah, right. I've had a high like influx of clients like asking for like their full mm-hmm. it, history or medical what's the record yeah. <laughs> um, because they have insurance. I'm like, thank God. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, I'd say the only thing is I have had a couple of people that they applied for insurance that day oh, yeah. Yeah. before they got there. So yeah. it's always like letting them know yeah. like it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they have a, a waiting period. It depends on each insurance company. I don't know if you know what the waiting periods are. Yeah, it depends. I mean, a lot of yeah. times like Shannon's got pet insurance. She's got two different ones, but she'll call to see where she's at in her deductible when yeah. she has to have a procedure done. Or my mom, she has can't remember which one, but she got pre-approval for her dental, paid everything nice. up front, and then got paid back for everything. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of them will waive like the waiting period for like certain if they're doing certain like promos and stuff like that. There's mm-hmm. so many of them out there. Right. That's what I always right. tell people. They're like, which one do you recommend? <laughs> <laughs> you got to figure that out yourself because yeah. there's so many now. Yeah, absolutely. And some of them only do wellness and some yeah. do ER and some do both. And there's definitely a yeah. lot of them. Yeah. But usually they have some sort of waiting period. So yeah. it's usually best if you have something to mm-hmm. just kind of like, like, you need a buffer. It's not going to, you can't it's play not like today. Yeah. Yep, but it's not going to work tonight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have any other comments or anything for me? Well, I think maybe just understanding that a lot of times on the air we're meeting people on the worst day of their lives, yeah. and they weren't expecting to have a five to eight thousand dollar bill that they needed to pay, but having some compassion for them in the moment. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, because I mean we all know like we can't afford these things either. Like the only reason we can is because we work here. Right. So when we come out of a room frustrated that they have no money, it's like well I don't either. <laughs> so it's like don't be mad at them. Like yeah, like she said compassion. Try to help them figure something out. I mean you can only go so far with helping them. We can't like do everything for them kind of thing. But there's options. It's not like either this or that. Or you just gotta let the client know they have to do some legwork themselves like we can't pull everything right you know out for them and i think that's a big thing people just expect us to like have every single answer and like well if i don't have money where can i find it like, you gotta look for it yourself right. kind of right. thing so over communicating with them i think is yeah. important because if you're just just like well if you don't have it then what do you do yeah but, absolutely and i'm very honest with people too yeah. in the middle of the night just being like look it's if you don't have the money, then you also don't have the money to pay your rent, and you also don't have yeah. the money to do yeah. these other things. I don't want you to not have those things. Oh as yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. Like people are trying to pull out. They're like, I have this. I have this credit card and this. I'm like, well, if you pay all this for your cat now, like, what are you gonna have left to be up for yourself? So it's like maybe think about it a little bit. Even if you do have the money, like, take a step back. Right. And 
Yeah, because they're very emotional uh, yeah. when they're trying to think about yeah. this. Yeah, and I don't think it's wrong to like check people on that either. Yeah. Being like, like a blocked cat situation, yeah. like trying to come up with money is like, well, this is going to come down the road. It can happen again. Yada yada. It's like you right. do know you don't have to do well. You don't have to do this right now if it's going to bankrupt you for right. However long. Right. Absolutely. Then you're just going to be even more. <laughs> yep. Okay. Anything else? Hmm. Estimates. Estimate. I think that going in to do an estimate is a hard thing to do, and I don't think that we prepare technicians. I think sometimes like enough for it is just like, oh, can someone go do this estimate? And then they go in there and have no freaking eye clue, mm-hmm. like clue what they're going over the estimate for. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like having confidence in going over their estimates, yeah. is, you got to know what you're going in for. Right. <laughs> and the estimates now have like nothing on them. Yeah. So it's hard. <laughs> so I wish. Some doctors would kind of take the time to be like single out a person like, hey, can you do this estimate and then talk to them mm-hmm. about like what we're admitting for, what we're going to do. So you're not just coming yeah. in there like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> here's the paper. Yeah. Here's the money. Like you got to know a little bit more about it. Like block cat estimates I could like do like in my sleep, like right. reciting what I tell a client. <laughs> right. But then like if I'm going in to admit like for like an Addisonian crisis, I'm like, yeah, don't ask me any questions because I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully, just like I know that you listen to the podcast a lot. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but hopefully, like just listening to those things, you guys you yeah. kind of get a better idea of things. But I think also just being able to ask your doctor, too, and just yeah. like, hey, can you explain this to me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, you know, some answers to those questions. And hopefully, too, that the doctor explained things. I know, like, another big thing when I was a technician is the doctor would go in and be like, you know, your dog's an Anosodian crisis, and then I'd walk in and they'd be like, what did, what did he say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I try to make sure I explain it to owners yeah. as best as we can, but I'm sure they still have a lot of questions afterwards. Yeah. But, you know, even having the doctor go back in and ask questions again or go back on the phone and ask questions again, or like I said, just explaining it to you guys, mm-hmm. they should be able to take that time to at least to explain a little bit just so you have some understanding of what's going to happen while they're in the hospital. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Fair ask. Yep, yeah. for sure. I can pull some stuff out of like the yeah. air to you know satisfy them. They're like, I don't know. You're like fluids, <laughs> blood. Oh, I know that like doctors want to try to like distance them. Well, some doctors want to try to distance themselves from like the money aspect of like side of things. But I also think like being just like so transparent with like, hey, do you want to do blood work? That costs this amount of money. Right. Is that okay? Instead of just saying, hey, do you want to do blood work? And then they get their bill and they're like, nobody told me how much that was. Right. Because it's very easy to be like, well, you don't have a lot of money. You should have told us how much you had to work with kind of thing. But right, goes a little bit of both ways kind of thing. Yeah, it is hard. I've definitely yeah. had times when I've like told the owner it's going to be a roughly $500 right. to do blood work and x-rays. They're like, okay. And then at the end, they're like, okay, so I don't have that. Right. You know? Yeah, and that happens too. Yeah. You know, And I always try to be like, try to tell them ahead of time you know, how much things are going to be. But you're right, just trying to like yeah. tell them ahead of time like these are how much things are. You know, and even too when you guys do triage and you kind of know yeah. we're gonna probably want to do x-rays it's probably gonna be roughly this much yeah. 381 I think when I first started I myself didn't like telling people how much that mm-hmm. was because it's like that gives off the in it for the money kind of thing because you're just already talking about money right, right when they get there kind of thing but now it's just like you have to you have to right for it. yeah because right. it's like that's just how it is <laughs> right because you also want to be prepared too like if you were that yeah. person on the other side like let's say i remember i went to go get a colonoscopy done on my dog mm-hmm. and they didn't give me an estimate for it really? and i yeah <laughs> and this is when i was a technician <laughs> and then i went to go pick her up and it was three thousand dollars by the end and right. i was like i was like ah <laughs> <laughs> and so i had to like just put it on a credit card like mm-hmm. that i luckily had mm-hmm. but i didn't realize it was going to be that much yeah. as a technician you know and so 
I wish I had known beforehand that it was going to be that amount, so I was prepared for that by the time I picked her up. Right. Well, a lot of the clients, because they'll liken it to being in a human ER, think that you're already mm-hmm. going to do all the things. Oh, yeah. Sure. And yeah, why absolutely. have I waited six hours when you haven't been for a doctor to call and ask right. to do yeah. blood work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, having to be the manager that has to go back and explain it to the client, like, we have to get approval before mm-hmm. we do these things to your pet. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. They already most of the time they've already assumed that we've done these things because that's yeah. like what like we just do, talked yeah. about, right? In a human hospital before the doctors even seen you, they've mm-hmm. already done blood work and X-rays half the time. Yeah. Right. I honestly think that taking the exam deposit has helped a lot with Good. people paying <laughs> their bill because then it gets yeah. them thinking right away about like oh. Oh, that's how much that costs, right. and everything else is going to be like even more kind more of thing. Than that. So, yeah. yeah, I was skeptical of it at first, to be quite honest. But I think that it's honestly helped. I haven't gone into an exam room in a long time, and they've been like, "I got no money." Good. So, yeah. I think the same with taking the higher to deposit for hospitalization stays. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go. Okay, well, it's going to be another fifteen hundred to get you through twelve more hours. Mm-hmm. But getting that higher end allows us to practice the medicine we want to practice without right. trying to like nickel and dime the clients yeah yeah absolutely well thank you guys i really appreciate uh, you helping me uh, navigate this first time i was trying to have other people on here okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks bye <laughs> all right so we just had one group of, of people on, so now i'm going to have Lindsay on now to answer some questions for us let's say hi hello everybody all right so um one thing i just wanted to tell you is everybody's really liked it sounds like having us take the high end of the estimates and taking the money beforehand for for um, exam fees so i just want to give you that Great positive feedback yeah yeah like I, I know a lot of people were skeptical about it i was yes. a little skeptical about it but just wanted to let you know, like, everybody seems like they've really been happy about that so far. Good. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So I just have a couple of questions from, like, people just trying okay. to help navigate, like, how to, you know, deal with finances, especially with owners when they have a lot of issues, a lot of problems. Right. Okay. okay. So one of the things they asked was, like, how do you talk to people about, like, the high end versus the low end of an estimate? So part of our job is to educate clients on all of their options. Mm -hmm. So as we're talking through the treatment plan, we should be talking through through their different options, right? Whether that's level of care or um, if we know they're financially constrained, this is what we can do for that dollar amount. Um, But also, I think talking about what we need to do to provide the care needed for their pet, um, that should be the priority because that's where your value is at and educating them there. And then we talk about the financial piece. So we shouldn't we shouldn't be starting the conversation from the financial aspect. This is what's needed to provide the best medicine for your pet or to yeah. stabilize or to save. Um, and then the financial piece comes into play after the fact, but as we've already done that groundwork, right? And, and talking them through the treatment plan. Um, and so then when you're presenting them with the financial aspect, there shouldn't be all of those questions. I think naturally there may be some, right? The differences between the high end and the low end, but we've already talked through everything that we can do or we should do based on their financial situation. And really we're there to present them with all their options and it's not our decision, it's the client's decision. They know their situation, they know what's best for them, their family and their pet. So it really goes, the financial piece goes hand in hand with 
the client education piece, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that doctor's already done some of that groundwork too, just to like talk to the owner about like, you know, ideally your pet is only going to be in the hospital for two days, but we don't know what's going to happen. You know, especially like even thinking about blocked cats, like we've already talked about, you know, ideally that it can't only there for 48 hours, but we have no idea what's going to happen. And I think it's being open and honest with them, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going to happen in an ideal situation. This could happen, but we don't know that. And so it's, it's being realistic with them. Right. And that's also part of that education. Um, we need to set them up for worst case, best case. Mm -hmm. Um, and there should really be no surprises, whether that's sometimes I think there are surprises that come up, right? Right. We don't know what's going to happen, but as far as the finances go, we've, Mm -hmm. we've laid the groundwork, right? And the doctor should be having that conversation. So when the technician goes in, the client isn't blindsided and the technician isn't starting from scratch or a CSR or a management member who's ever having that follow-up conversation. Yeah. Okay, great. And then the next question was like, one of the hard things that some, some of the technicians have is asking for deposits are like $12,000 sometimes. You know, one of the things that we had just talked about on the podcast earlier was, you know, as a technician, I definitely felt that, you know, at that time, there's no way I could afford something like a $12,000 estimate. So how do you, how would you navigate around that? So I think we, we can't judge. We mm-hmm. don't know. Um, right. People's personal situations, they may share some, but we don't know everything and your the cost is the cost for a reason right there's there's mm-hmm. the doctor's time there's the tech time there's different tests and equipment and all of those things come into play mm-hmm. and when presenting the treatment plan and then going into the financial piece we have to be confident um you have to know what you're presenting this is right. we are doing a b and c because that's best medicine and what's best for your pet and going to to save your pet potentially. Um, and so when you're presenting the financial piece, if it's $15,000 or $1,000, we should, or $500, yeah. we should be presenting it all the same, right? Mm-hmm. We're going in with confidence. This is why we're, we need to do these things. And this is the cost of that. Right. And we need to take our own personal emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know what someone is going through. I think it's natural to, Right to think, I don't, I couldn't afford this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there are financial options out there, whether it's care credit, scratch pay, Janet, God bless her soul. Um, right. <laughs> you know, credit cards. You just don't know. You don't know, and and we should not go in with any preconceived notions. Yeah. This is the treatment plan we're presenting, and this is why, and this is what it costs. Right. When we have other options, if the client can't can't meet that financial cost and 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 that's it yep and you'd be surprised i mean i've definitely had people that i've talked on the phone that i'm like this is this person sounds like she's maybe 18 and you know puts down twenty thousand dollars and other people right people other people have driven in and their teslas and they're like i can't afford those three hundred dollar x-rays you know you just never know you never know yeah and that's it's not our job right right to judge and, and to make those decisions it's we're here to educate and present right uh the financial piece and and other resources if they say they can't meet it. Absolutely. Okay. And then what do you do when the client is angry? Mm. Honestly, there is no black and white for this. Um, 
it, it really depends on the situation. It depends on how we have handled the situation from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it depends on what the client is saying. What they're um, actually angry about. Right. You know, yeah. are, are, how far are they willing to take things? Um, you know, is this becoming a legal matter and out of my hands at that point? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's the technician who's dealing with the angry client, do you recommend they go to their lead or they come to you if they're becoming angry? Or is it just really exploring asking them why they're angry? I think it's exploring why they're angry, mm-hmm. right? If we can get to that root cause, is it is it something we've done to escalate the situation? Mm-hmm. Are, are we not providing um, the education or the information they need? Are we not being upfront? Um, right, I think we know our, our biggest opportunity is communication a lot of the times. And I think um, that ultimately is part of our pain points with these frustrated clients or angry clients is that we have yep. not done our part um, in communicating open and honestly with them about their pet. I think earlier we talked about, right, these people are coming to us on, on potentially some of their worst days. Right. Um, and so having that awareness and really making sure that we're communicating. So I think mm-hmm. if we can find out upfront why the client is upset, I empower everyone to to try to solve the problem in the moment. I think the more we put things off to talk to the lead or to, um, you know, Jackie or myself, whomever, right? It's not always in the moment. And I think the yeah. longer we put the client off, the more frustrated and angry they, they become. They're now just, everything's bubbling in their head, yeah. right? And they've... They've Googled now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They've talked to their neighbors. Yep. And, yep, absolutely. And so we've, now we've allowed them time to escalate this teeny tiny problem into something much larger than it needs yeah. to be. So I think if we can, you know, really figure it out in that moment, that would be the best and the most ideal for everybody. Yeah. Great. Um, we do have a random question. Yeah. So somebody wants to know when you have large amounts of money that's being returned do you get flagged for that? Like you have $10,000 that's being returned like once a week. Do you get flagged for that? Does the hospital or the, does the, the hospital? Client? The hospital. No? Okay. Uh, as long as it's being right there, certain things are credit card uh, processing company like flags and stops on their end. Yeah. Um, but as long as they have paid us with a credit card for yeah. that amount of money, there's then go ahead and refund it and, okay. <laughs> and nothing comes back there's additional charges right there's oh, okay. uh, additional fees based on if we are um, refunding or taking manual instead of inserting a chip there's oh interesting to know that um that go into all of that so, yeah yeah huh okay i know so Lindsay had asked about that she said she worked in retail and apparently if you refund a large amounts, they would flag you for that. Yes. So, very interesting. Okay. Do you have any advice for, for our technicians then and our receptionists? You know, I think anyone going into a financial conversation, like, like I said earlier, it's really, you know, we have to remove our own feelings from it. And, um, you know, part of our job is educating and that's, we're just presenting them with all of the options. 
and you have to go in confidently. If, if you're not confident in, in the explanation of what's happening and then the, the dollar amount that's tied to that, you're putting all of that doubt in that client's head um, yeah. about, about the treatment we're giving, about the hospital, about potentially the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the things that stands out to me year after year when we do the engagement survey is how much the team believes in the care that we provide and, and the best medicine that we give our patients. And if if we truly feel that way, that's what you're that's how you should be leading these conversations. Right. And the money piece will will just kind of fall into place and it won't be a big issue. But if we continue to go into conversations, unfortunately it's X amount or yeah. you know, there's that hesitation in our voice or uncertainty that's how you're you're starting it off with the client of right of course they're going to have that and they're going to doubt yeah. yeah so you go in confidently uh, you believe in in the medicine and i would say if there's anyone that is uncertain about the treatment plan or the why right we've talked about that as, as being a team mm-hmm. you know the doctors are here to help educate and yeah and help our team understand what's being done so we can confidently have those conversations with our clients. Absolutely. I mean, we went to school, we know all these things. And I mean, even sometimes there's half the things that we're just like, we're not even hundred percent sure on, but at least, you know, the technicians, there's a lot of things you guys, they don't know about. So I think just even be able to just give a general description of like what our plan is or what our ideas are that we want to do for those pets in the hospital, I think it'll help them a lot. Absolutely. I think yeah. we're all in this together, right? I come yeah. to you guys all the time. Absolutely. I have all the answers. Yeah. Uh, so we have to help support each other. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lindsay. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you answering my questions. And I just want to also thank you guys for all the positive feedback so far. Um, It's been amazing. So I'm hoping we'll put more stuff out. And I still need a name for the podcast. So if anybody has any, (laughs) any suggestions, I'd love a suggestion for the name. All right. Thank you, guys.